Uh, as we begin this morning, I got four photos I want to show you. Here's the first photo, because I really, you know, you really can't really describe what you're getting ready to see here, okay? Um, here's this guy, and I don't know if you can tell, he's pretty high up in the air here. Uh, he is straddling between two steel beams, and there's nothing that is holding him there in place, okay? So that's our first photo this morning. Here's our second photo I want to share with you. I think that's a pothole on George Washington Parkway. <laughs> Maybe some cutbacks in the government. They didn't have any ladders, but uh, man, that doesn't look safe at all. Here we go. At least they got the cone up. Here's the next one. I don't know how many times I've seen this photo, but as I think about this group in here, I'm guessing there's about 20 people in this room that have thought about this idea. <laughs> and one of you have actually tried it. And you're still here, so that's a good thing. And then here's the last photo. There's a perfectly good table behind them. Yeah. As I look at these photos, a couple things come to mind. One, every single picture is a picture of dudes. Which is why women live longer than guys. And secondly, as we look through those pictures, what do we see? We see bad things, right? We can see those pictures and we know that bad things are getting ready to happen. Now... In the case here, it's because of stupidity. In life, bad things happen, and sometimes we wonder why. We have this question that I think all of us in this room have asked. I mean, we've talked about some different questions over this series. We we talked about what is my purpose? Why am I here? And that's a a question that many people ask, maybe all of us ask. And there's a question of how could God use me or why would God use me? But I think the question we're going to talk about this morning is probably the question that we ask over and over and over again. And every single one of us in this room have asked this question. Why do bad things happen to good people? And so over the next few moments, I want to do my best to give us some answers to that question and, and even beyond that, maybe lead us to think about it a little bit differently than, than maybe we normally do. Why do bad things happen to good people? I mean, this is a question we ask, right? We, we look globally and we see extreme poverty in, in these other countries and even our own country. We think, you know, why is this happening to these people? They're good people. Why are these bad things taking place? Or we see a disease that comes into a village and wipes the population out. Why are these bad things happening to these good people? We watch as a tornado destroys a town. We watch as a hurricane comes in and and takes out part of a a coastline. And again, why are these bad things happening to to good people? We could talk about shootings that take place. Parkland, Florida. uh, Virginia Beach. Good people that are part of this. Why did these bad things happen? I mean, everywhere we look, we see this. We even struggle today. We're 18 years removed from 9-11, and we still ask that question. Why did those bad things happen to good people? We look at our own life and people that are close to us, and a, a young mom succumbs to breast cancer. And we wonder, why did that happen to her? Or in an environment like this where we have so many military families, you know people where a husband or a wife has not come home from deployment. And, and we ask, why? Why do these bad things happen to, to good people? Even as we think about ourselves, disease, sickness, um, a child that is, is born dead, a, a child that dies, not being able to get pregnant. And, and so we ask these questions over and over again. Why do these bad things happen to good people. 
Now, this is not a question that is brand new to us in our generations. It is a question that has been asked for thousands and thousands of years. Uh, we find this in Scripture. In the Old Testament, there's a couple of examples of this. In Habakkuk chapter 1, verses 2 through 3, we talked about Habakkuk during our Christmas series. Habakkuk writes these words. He says, How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save? Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Habakkuk looks around at the Israelite nation and he sees these good Jewish people who are doing good things and they're living by the law and they're being good people and they're helping people out. And yet you have these bad people and these bad people who are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're, they're causing the suffering for, for the good Jewish people. And, and Habakkuk's like, God, what's going on here? Why? Well, why are these bad things happening to good people? And then we look at David. In the book of Psalms, chapter 73, verses 12 through 14, David writes, This is what the wicked are like, always free of care. They go on amassing wealth. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been afflicted, and every morning brings new punishments. David's looking at his own life, and he's like, God, I'm a good person. I'm, I'm doing what you want me to do. I'm following you. And yet, What's happening to me? All these people are doing bad things to me. And here's the weird part. They seem to be rewarded for it, and I seem to be punished. Well, God, what is going on here? And so this question is a question that has been asked for thousands and thousands of years. And I promise you, it'll be asked even after we leave this world. Why do bad things happen to good people? Because it doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't seem right that the bad things happen to good people. And so this morning, as I get started, I want to give you four possible answers to this question. And I'll go ahead and say these answers are probably not going to help some of us, okay? Because it's such a tough question to answer. But I'm going to give you something that I hope will help us maybe take some next steps, some, some healthy steps forward as we, we think about a question that I think is so perplexing. Why do bad things happen to good people? Here's the first answer I would give you. Bad things happen because we live in a broken world. And some of you are like, yep, I've heard that in church my whole life. Still doesn't help. Well, I can't get you beyond that, all right? But let's talk about that for a second. Bad things happen because we live in a broken world. The creation story is one of my favorite stories in Scripture. Uh, it's just this amazing um, telling of God's love for humanity. And in this creation story, as we read it, we, we find that on days three, four, and five, as God finishes up, you know, God creates, and then God has a reaction at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, the reaction is God saw that it was, help me out, good, right. God saw that it was good. End of day six, we, we see the exact same thing. God creates, and at the end of that day, God looks back at everything that God's created, and God says, it says there, it says God saw that it was very good, right. Good, got the good part right. Very good. Now think about that for a moment. In that, that word good, there's so much. Because that word good that is used there, that very good means God's pleased. God looks around and God says, this is amazing. This is incredible. This is, this is perfect. And that goodness meant there, there was no defect, there was no sickness, there was no disease, there was no violence, there was no pain, there was no hurt, there was no suffering, there was none of that. It, it was perfection. God's like, this is good. God makes Adam and Eve, and God says, hey, here are my expectations for you. Enjoy the good. 
Enjoy all of this good. Now, there's one thing you can't do. You can't eat from this one particular tree. But other than that, enjoy the good. And Adam and Eve do that. They enjoy the good. Now, we, we don't know for how long they enjoyed the good, whether it was like a day or a month or may have been decades. We're not real sure. But they enjoy this good. They enjoy the good, but, but good wasn't good enough for them. In fact, Adam and Eve, they wanted something else. They didn't want good. They wanted gooder. Right? I know that's not a word, but play with me today. God's like, it's good. And they were like, no, we want gooder. We think we know what gooder looks like. We, we think that we know best. And so they start to live their own lives, and, and they walk away from the expectations that God has for them, and they pay the punishment for it. They're kicked out of the garden. They've got to work for their food. A pregnancy is painful. And we find even in their story early on, they have two sons, Cain and Abel, and Cain kills Abel. See, see, God's like, this is good. It's perfect. It's wholesome. It's peaceful. Everything is here. And humanity jumps in and says, we want good-er. And we find that good-er doesn't take us to good. And so when we think about what happens, when bad things happen to good people, it's because of this kind of brokenness. And it's you know, we like to say, hey, Adam and Eve, it's your fault. It's, it's our fault, too. We're a part of, of this broken world. And so bad things happen. In fact, I love it because Jesus, in John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus says these words. He says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. You look at that passage, and Jesus doesn't say you won't have headaches, right? Uh, Jesus doesn't say you won't get flipped off on 395 tomorrow as you're traveling to work. <laughs> it probably happens every day. Um, Jesus doesn't say, hey, you won't get a zit on your forehead before that big date. Or Jesus doesn't say, hey, your, your cat's not going to cough up this big furball on your pillow right before you go to bed. That's not what Jesus says here. And yet, I think for many Christians, we have this idea, or people who start to become followers of Christ, there's this idea, if I follow Jesus, my life is going to be good. It's going to be perfect. Things are going to be great. Nothing bad's going to happen. And Jesus says, no, that's not the way this works. If you're living, if you're breathing, if your heart's pumping, hey, guess what? You're going to face trials. You're going to face troubles. You're going to face pain. You're going to have hurt. There's going to be suffering because of this broken world that we live in. And so much of the bad, in fact, all of the bad that we experience when we ask this question, why do bad things happen to good people? It comes because we live, we live in a broken world. I think there's another reason, though, another answer we can throw to the list. Bad things happen because of the actions of others. And this one kind of makes sense to us, I think. Uh, an example of this is um, I grew up in North Carolina, uh, and I've said this before. My dad uh, was a pastor for 36 years at this one church, and when we first got there, we lived in the parsonage that was on the land where the church was. And I have two younger brothers, Jason and Chris. And, um, and so we would go outside. I mean, back in the day, you didn't have electronics, right? You had three channels on the TV and you didn't want to watch anything. So you went outside. And so we'd ride bikes around the church or we played some sort of ball all the time. So we were always outside playing. So we're in the backyard one day and this, this uh, property had these huge oak trees, big old oak trees on it. And I think we were playing kickball. And the ball we were playing with got stuck up high in one of the oak trees. 
And so we're trying to get this, this ball down. I mean, there's no way to climb up the tree. There weren't any limbs low enough for us to get up there. We didn't have a ladder. There was no other way for us to kind of poke it out because it was pretty high. And so we started looking around, and we found some rocks. And so we start taking those rocks, and we start throwing them up at this ball. We're like, we'll, we'll knock it down this way. And so we're doing this for a little while. We're kind of hitting it. It's kind of moving a little bit. It's not really going anywhere. So I grab a rock, and I rear back, and I throw it. And about the time I let it go, all of a sudden, whack! I reached out behind my head, put my hand there, and pulled it back, and it was just full of blood. I ran inside, as any kid would do in those days, and ran inside like, Mom, 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 I, I can't believe this just happened. I, you know, something, something hit me, and, and I'm bleeding, and my mom, she, she doesn't like blood a whole lot, and she sees this, she's like, ooh, and so she tries to fix it. We had a family friend who was a nurse that lived close by. She called her. She came. She looked at it. She's like, hey, I think you're fine. You're not going to need stitches, but, you know, don't move for a few hours. About 10 years ago, my uh, <laughs> brothers and I are sitting around the kitchen table at our parents' house. We're just kind of reminiscing about these events that took place. And we're talking about this one particular event. And my brother, Jason, my middle brother, devil child turned pastor. He, uh, he's like, yeah, so about that day. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you know, you were throwing rocks. You were trying to hit that ball out. And he said, I picked up a rock, and I looked at the ball, and I looked at your head. <laughs> looked at the ball again, I looked at your head, and he said, you have a big head. So he said, I just, he said, I threw it right at your head on purpose. Got a little fight after that. Actually, 20 years later, you can laugh about it, right? I like to say that's why I'm bald. It's because my brother hit me in the head with a rock. But, uh, hey, that took place because my brother took an action he shouldn't have taken. I mean, I don't recommend that for anybody to ever do that. Many of the bad things that happen in life, or some of the bad things that happen in life, happen at the hands and the actions of, of others. Your kid comes home from school with lice, right? And you're a clean freak. You know it's because some other parents sent their kid to school with lice and they probably shared a comb. And that's why your kid has lice. The actions of others have have caused this consequence that now that you have to face. Or maybe for you, because of someone's alcoholic bender, uh, you're in a wreck. And and today you're still facing the consequences of the actions of, of someone else. See, bad things happen because of the actions of others. Think about Jesus for a moment. Jesus was a good guy. I mean, when God says it was good, I'm pretty sure we could put Jesus as that same kind of good together. And Jesus is good. He's living this amazing, incredible life. And yet he has this one follower, a guy named Judas. And what does Judas do? Judas is is full of greed. Judas wants more. Judas wants gooder, right? And so what does he do? He betrays Jesus. And Jesus is arrested, tried, and killed because of the actions of Judas. See, bad things happen because of the actions of others. I mean, we live in a broken world, and when people are broken, actions are taken where bad things happen. But I think there's this third possible reason, is that bad things happen because of of my actions. You go to a party, you drink a case of beer, and you get in your car, and you drive, and you have a wreck. It's not the moment that you, you can say, hey, this is God's fault. God's like, whoa, 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 that's not on me. That's you. You made that decision. 
Or let's say you're the type of person that says, man, I'm always broke. And people are like, well, tell me a little bit about your finances. Well, I drive a $50,000 car and I, you know, I live in a $450,000 townhouse. I just got back from a month in, in Tahiti. And the person's like, well, how much money do you make every year? And like $26,000. <laughs> There's a reason that you're broke all the time. See, our actions many times are what brings about the bad things that we face. I love what Paul writes in Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 8. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. I read that and I think about our garden here. We have a garden here at the journey and you're thinking about planting in that garden. And, and when we plant well, we harvest well. We reap well. When we plant poorly, we harvest poorly. We reap poorly. There's a sort of a cause effect to, to what we, we do. And, and as I, I read these words from, from Paul, I, it makes me think about my own life. That what I plant, that what I do, that my actions, if they're bad, if they're wrong, if they're not healthy... What I'm going to sow from that is going to be bad. It's not going to be healthy. I'm going to pay the price for that. And so bad things happen because of the actions that I take. We live in this broken world. The actions of others, my actions, man, it's, it's why bad things happen to good people. But then there's this fourth answer. And um, this one... It doesn't help at all, okay? And I actually kind of shared it last week. The fourth answer I would give to you, and this is probably the most honest answer, is I don't know. Why do bad things happen to good people? I I don't know. And as a follower of Christ, as as someone whose faith is in God, I will always go back to number one and say we live in a broken world. But I know for some of us in this room, that doesn't help at all. And and so if you were to ask me that question, you know, I kind of get my actions or somebody else's actions, but what about that child who has his cancer and Days are limited. What about that couple who's been trying and trying and trying to get pregnant and nothing's happening there? What about that loved one who was killed by someone who, 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 who did something that they shouldn't have done? I know it kind of goes back to the actions there, but, but how do we explain this? And, and here's the deal, we can't. So many times the best answer we can give you is, is I don't know. I don't know why that child has cancer. I don't know why your child was stillborn. I don't know why your best friend has an incurable disease. I don't know. Again, I can say it's because we live in a broken world, and for me, that kind of makes sense, but when it's close to home, it's still hard for us to accept that reality. Bad things happen because sometimes we we just don't know, and it's life that's taking place, and it's life that happens. And it's hard for us to kind of digest that. But that's the most honest answer I can give us today. But as we think about those four answers, let let me maybe change sort of our our, our thinking here. Um, Maybe we've got to ask why we ask this question. Why do we ask this question over and over again? Because here's the deal. When life is good, uh, when your bank account keeps rising north, right? 
Uh, when you keep getting those promotions at work, when uh, you're healthy, when your marriage is hitting on all cylinders, if you're a parent and parenting is like, man, this is easy. My kids are doing exactly what I tell them to do and things are running smoothly and life is kind of fluid. Do we ever ask this question? No. It's when things are bad, right? See, we only ask this question, why do bad things happen to good people when they're suffering? See, suffering is what brings this question about. And when I think about suffering, too, it, it makes me understand if we, un, if we experience suffering or, or we see people who experience suffering, there has to be something better. Right? Our lives just can't be full of suffering. There, there has to be some, some good in, in this world. So how do, we, how do we understand that? How do we live that out when suffering is all around us? Now, I know we ask this question, and it becomes a theological question, even for people who have very little to do with God. Because then, then it comes to this, I thought God was love. I thought God was loving. How could this loving God, how could this God allow these things to happen? How could this God make these things happen? And so we, we struggle theologically with this because of the suffering that we see. But I think, I think we're asking the wrong question especially for followers of Christ. The question isn't why are bad things happening to good people. I think the question that we have to ask is, this is hard, how can God use this in me to help others? That's hard because we still want the answer to why do bad things happen to good people. Yet I believe if we're followers of Christ, we're asked to to ask this other question because I honestly believe that there's purpose in the pain, okay? Now, please hear me out. You may hear that and think that I'm saying God made this happen. And I don't know how many abuse survivors I have talked to where they have had Christian people tell them, here's the deal. You are experiencing this or you went through this because God made this happen in your life so that you could use that to impact somebody else's life. I in no way, shape, or form believe that is true. That God makes this happen in your life. That God pushes this to happen. That God orchestrates these things to happen. Abuse that people face. The the pain and the, the disease and the sickness. I don't believe these are things that are given to us by God. I believe they happen. Again, I'm going to go back to because we live in a broken world, but I do believe there's purpose or can be purpose in the pain that we face. That in our suffering, God can use that to transform and change us. But even beyond that, God can use that to impact the lives of others who are going through something similar to what we've experienced in our own lives. See, what we've done, when we ask that question, why do bad things happen to good people, we, we're kind of looked inside of ourselves and say, why, why is this happening to me, right? You know, why is this happening to them? And I think God says, well, it's because we live in a broken world. Like Jesus said, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be trials, but here's the deal. Um, this is not about us. This is about working through that in healthy ways so that God can use that to impact the lives of others that we can encourage others who are struggling with things that maybe we've gone through in our own lives. That there's purpose in the pain that we have. 
If you were to think about your life and the pain and the hurts and the sufferings and the bad things that you've faced, how many of us would say, man, I would choose to live that all over again? None of us would, would we? If I can make this personal, um, I would never have chosen for my wife to have grown up in an extremely abusive family. Uh, I would never have chosen for our first child to have been stillborn. I would never have chosen for me to struggle with pornography after that happened because I didn't know how to deal with the pain and the hurt from the loss of that child. Uh, I would never have chosen for us to have a miscarriage between our second and, and third child. I would never have chosen for one of our kids to have been assaulted when they were in elementary school. I would never have chosen for our nine-year-old son at the time to have heart issues. These are things in my life I would never have chosen, but they happened. They were part of our life story. It was a part of our family, but honestly, there's purpose in that pain that we experienced. It doesn't mean that that pain went away. It doesn't mean that that suffering went away instantly. It took time because that pain was there. That suffering was was real. And yet over time, we saw the power of God at play in our lives to move us beyond that, to transform our lives so that we then, as we have been able to see over the past few years, that God is using us to impact the lives of others. Maybe I can put it another way this, this morning. All of us experience Fridays. Now, I don't mean TGIF, like, hey, man, I'm glad Friday just came two days ago. All of us experience Fridays. Fridays are doom and gloom. It is the pain and the hurt and the suffering that you and I face in our lives. And, and some of us, those, those Fridays, man, they're, they're, they're way past. that We've experienced them. Some of us are going through them right now. I think all of us will probably have Fridays in, in the future. Now, what do Fridays mean? I want you to take you back a few thousand years to Jesus. For all intents and purposes, Jesus was good, right? Jesus exemplified the God saw that it was good <laughs> definition. Jesus was good. Jesus was perfect. And he's doing all these amazing things. He's healing people. He's encouraging people. He's teaching people. And people are like, so we start doing these things, and our lives are so different. They're, they're good because of this. This is good stuff. And, and so they're becoming good because they're following Jesus. And then all of a sudden, Jesus isn't there anymore. Again, like, like I said a little bit earlier, he's taken out of the picture by, by Judas, and of course, technically by our sin too, but by Judas, who betrays him, he's arrested, he's tried, he's crucified, and that's the Friday. And all of his followers, man, they're distraught. And you know what question I think they're asking as they're hiding themselves, they're locked away? Why did these bad things happen to this good person? Because I mean, this guy was really good. They're struggling with the same question that you and I have. They're, they're having a Friday moment. They're distraught. They don't know what to do. They're, they're, they're afraid and they're scared. And what's our next step? And this is hard for us. And there's pain and hurt. Some of them have been around him for three plus years. Some of them have known him his whole life. Why are these bad things happening to this good person? You and I, we experience those Fridays. 
Here's the beauty of our faith, though. And I think this is what makes our faith so much stronger than any other. We experience Fridays, but Sunday is coming. I mean, think about that for a moment. Here are these followers, and they're struggling. What are we going to do? This bad thing has happened. And a couple of days later, Sunday comes around. And doesn't that change everything? There's renewal, they're recharged, they're excited, there's love and there's peace and, and there's new life because Jesus has come back to life. Jesus has, has risen from the grave and, and they were thinking, man, Friday is going to be the rest of our life, but, but Sunday came and it changed everything. For many of us here in this room, or all of us really, we're going to experience Fridays and they're going to happen over and over and over again. And that pain, and that hurt, and that suffering, man, it's going to be present. But can we be reminded that Sunday is coming? That at some point in time, there's going to be peace, and love, and hope, and new life, if, if we believe in this thing called, called Jesus. That Sunday will come. Now, I'm going to be honest for a moment. For some of us, our Sunday will not come until we leave this world. And maybe that's because of, of some sickness, disease that, that you have. And man, you, you, you're going to do all you can to, to encourage others and to, to, to move forward. But your Sunday may come after you leave this world. And for others of us, maybe our Sunday is right now. We're experiencing that right now because of what we faced in the past, that we've been through those Fridays. And maybe for others, we're in the midst of those Fridays right now, and we can't see Sunday because Saturday's in between. We're still waiting. And let me just say, I believe, if you're a follower of Christ, that we're going to experience those Fridays, but Sunday, Sunday's coming. And maybe for some of us here this morning, we're in the midst of those Fridays and we don't have this faith in Christ, but maybe you're like, hey, this could be my next step. Maybe this is what I need to do. This is what I need to do to believe in, in this Jesus. And, and so I can experience these Sundays. And we invite you to be baptized. We invite you to take that next step in your faith. And you can fill out that connection card and mark baptism. You can open up your Journey Church app and you can mark baptism on there. Give us your information. We'd love to have that conversation. Because Fridays are something that we all experience, but we have to remember the Sunday is coming. If we go back to Habakkuk, and we go back to, to David, I, I want to read how they end up their, their writings here. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 19, Habakkuk writes, The sovereign Lord is my strength. Notice exclamation point there. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer able to tread upon the heights. Habakkuk looks around. He sees all this pain. He sees the hurt. He sees the suffering. And you know what? Here he says, hey, but God, you're still good. God, you're still creating good. God, you're still present in this. God, I see those Fridays, and I watch as people experience those Fridays, but, but I know Sunday is coming. And David does the same thing in Psalm 73, verse 28, says, But as for me, how good is it to be near God? Again, exclamation point. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter, and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. Despite David's own pain and suffering and what he's facing in his own life, do you notice what he says? He says, God is good. 
God is still good. That I'm experiencing these Fridays, but I know Sunday is coming. For you and I, when it comes to this question, why do bad things happen to good people? I, I think we have to say, well, am I going to be stuck in that question? Just this revolving door that, that never leads anywhere. Am I just going to always be asking that question? Or am I going to put my faith and my trust in God and say, hey, Friday is here, but I know Sunday's coming. And I know God is going to use this for something good. God didn't put this into my life. God didn't make this happen, but God will lead me through this so there's purpose in this pain so that I can now use what I've experienced. I can use my my Fridays to maybe bring a Sunday into someone else's life. Fridays are here, but Sunday is coming. Maybe for you and for me, we need to be reminded of that. And I'll tell you again, answering that question is hard to do. And they may not satisfy you, and that's totally fine, but hopefully something we said today will help us take those, those next steps as we try to deal with something that is very tough for us to answer. But again, with you this morning and for myself, may we be reminded Friday may be here, but Sunday's coming.